0: Hey, Jummers! With a member of the cast too sick to broadcast on a normal night, we sat down to discuss another topic in the sixth world. After deciding to talk about Grid Guide, we immediately got off topic and pivoted to farming in the dystopia of the sixth world. And in true Burning Edge fashion, we end up talking about food in general, rich people, and foot fetishes? This episode contains adult language and content. You've been warned. So, um, do we have anything we want to do tonight? Mm. Uh, um. based on no one, uh, canceling, I, I didn't have any alternative things planned. We talked about doing some of the discussion stuff, which we can do as a group or not. I thought we might have done some research ahead of time so we kind of know what we're talking about.
1: I mean, we don't, I can Google pretty, my Google foo's on point. I can, I can Google shit now and talk intelligently. No? Okay.
0: <laughs> so some of the things that I had on my list were Grid Guide, how do it work, mana storms, Comlinks, Smart Links, Surged Humans, Casinos in the Sixth World, or Fab and Background Counts.
1: Grid Guide. In the living community there was so much shit about how grid guide works. So many different opinions on how people see it. And I think we could definitely discuss that. I have opinions.
0: Okay. Does anyone not want to talk about Great Guide? Like this is not a required thing. Like anyone who wants to talk
1: I mean, about any of these subjects. Somebody can? wants to talk about parsnips in the future. Ooh. And <laughs> it's definitely the rabbit. <laughs> it's
2: definitely God the damn
1: rabbit. It. <laughs> 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 Oh, I set that up, <laughs> Jeff came down and spiked that ball in your face. That was oh, wonderful. Take son back. of
3: a bitch.
0: <laughs> Seriously, Gordon <laughs> set up the best humor on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, I'm so looking forward to editing this one now.
3: <laughs> I've apparently been doing that a lot lately where I just set myself up, or tee up a joke for somebody else, completely unaware.
4: No, it's not lately. That's, you've done that since we met you. It's not lately.
1: Maybe lately in your life.
0: Parsnips actually brings up the concept of farming in the sixth world.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh, God. I got opinions on that, too.
4: Plants need electrolytes.
1: <laughs> <gasps> no, 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 you got magic! You can replicate food!
3: Yeah, but magic's kind of rare, isn't it? Hey, magic's kind of rare, and magic is kind of actually fairly limited in what it does. In general.
1: Magic's so rare that's why it's basically called magic run.
3: No, that's because it's really cheap to pick up on character creation for how much it gives you.
1: <laughs> it's supposed to be incredibly rare, but if I'm a corporation and I can and I can't like if I'm as technology and I can employ mages, and you know, help you're going to have them just
2: operate food. Yeah, they got nothing better to do with Meh. magic.
1: Yeah. Because they're corp wage slates. They're mage slates. You're going to do it or I'm going to kill you.
2: I don't think a magician would be a wage slave.
0: Uh, that's why a lot of them fall through the cracks and become shadow runners.
2: Yeah, they're like, fuck this. I can cast a fireball. Fuck this place.
0: Well, good mages can cast fireballs. Yeah. That wasn't a shot at you, because you're not a mage.
1: Yeah, no. I don't believe in magic. She's a wizard. Shut up. <laughs> A witch? There you go.
0: <laughs> farming seems like a boring topic, but...
1: Farming's fascinating.
0: Like
2: in the real world? Really? You gotta, you gotta yeah. kill the boars, get the gold, and then the Chinese people sell it to oh, you.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? It's not farming! <laughs> That's Pest that is, control, tilling the earth, putting in the Ooh. nutrients, pesticides.
2: Whoa, 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 this is, this is the future. There's no earth. They do it all in hydroponics. What's
1: <laughs> everything sit on? exactly they do it all in containers hydroponics controlled climate so all these people that complain about well acid rain I'm not farming outside in fields guys I'm in containers now in controlled climates
3: yeah probably Producing. one of those, one of those office buildings that you're staring at but I've never been in mm-hmm. is actually probably just a big ass vertical farm yeah
0: mm-hmm. well considering we're all switching to remote work now like all the office mm-hmm. buildings will be empty in the future
1: there you go
4: yeah I mean it also sounds like a real easy way to pack the farm.
1: Pack <laughs> the farm. I do believe the soybean will be like the main thing produced. I, I do believe soy.
0: Like, clearly a based a on the lore. Of,
1: yeah.
3: Based yeah. on the lore, soy is basically all that's either produced. soy
0: or krill.
2: Or, mm-hmm. or soylent green. Let's mm. be honest. A lot of people are missing in the sixth world.
0: Yeah. Vitus killed like literally half of them.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. y- and if you cook it, Vitis dies, and then you got good stuff.
0: Yeah, the other 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 white meat.
3: Yeah, sometimes green. Well, meat then you're still d- dealing with prions, and uh, when you have like proteins get What? <laughs> no pr- prions. It's it's why it's a bad idea to eat meat from your own species. Uh, certain proteins basically get corrupted and reintegrated into the body, and cause certain uh, biological systems to break down. In particular, this tends to cause problems in the brain. Hmm. Ooh, maybe that's what that... Di- what's the disease called? Mad cow disease.
2: No, no, not that one. I know that that's the real one, but uh, what's the one in the Chatteron? Vitus? Yeah, Vitus. Do they have brain... Is it like a brain one? No, Vitus was basically super asthma. Maybe that's what's causing it. They're feeding people to people. Wait, so would that would that work if they're metahumans? So like, we eat a dwarf, does, it, does the same thing happen? Uh...
0: Well, they're the same species.
2: Yeah, metahumans are all the same species. Well, if I ate a chi- chimpanzee, would that happen? Like, to me? No. How close do I have to be? Like, if I eat a bonobo?
3: Basically, I think the problem is chromosome groups. So you basically have to eat your own species, specifically. Have same number of chromosomes doing the same job.
2: Well, do, do metahumans have separate
3: chromosomes? I don't believe they do. No. I, I think the setting goes out of its way to point out that they're all just human. Although, some bits of that also don't make any goddamn sense.
1: Yeah, but none of this is farming. <laughs>
3: hey, what we're if we're talking about people? human
1: farming? We're,
2: we're seeing if they're eating people. If soil like so, grain so we're
4: there. back to the Matrix?
2: Uh, they didn't eat people. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were human farming. They were human. Well, I guess hmm. so. Yeah, because they do. They call it farming. They like were farming energy from them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, it's like the worst way to get energy, but, you know, it works. But farming,
1: would food, like, would the cost of food increase or decrease with farming in the future?
2: Oh, well, isn't, like, most of the Earth destroyed by, like, radiation and such? No. No? Where'd, how did all those people die?
0: Vitus was, like, a, a super virus that killed literally half the population of the planet.
3: Several okay. nuclear reactors did also go up. They
0: did, but then nuclear stuff kind of stopped working. Like it had a, it just doesn't work with.
3: There's still huge radiation zones. You just can't get power as effectively out of nuclear plants. And of course, then they nuked part of mm-hmm. Chicago.
2: Oh, okay. So,
3: like. But, like, Iowa's okay
0: because no one lives there and no one would nuke Iowa. They don't have any
3: nuclear you reactors. You make a lot of popcorn. Yeah. Okay. I'm challenging that. I'm not looking up if there's nuclear reactors in Iowa. Like, if I was going to put in a nuclear reactor somewhere, I
0: would probably put it in Iowa. Or actually, I'd probably put it in North Dakota because no one needs that dumb state.
2: Hey, screw you I'd put it in South Dakota, no one needs that dumb state. That's right, I got your back, North Dakotans.
0: <laughs> I'm okay with either one of them being wiped off the map.
3: Again, send that hate mail. Okay, as I'm Googling it, apparently there is exactly one, and it's been shut down. So, Save. never mind. I, I guess I'll just go shut up. There are no <laughs> nuclear reactors in Iowa. <laughs> okay, so
2: there's enough arable land to support everyone?
3: Well, remember, there's half as many people on the planet. Well, less than that, because A, Vitus halved the population, and then the two Matrix crashes actually killed a shitload of people.
0: Yeah. And okay, ghouls. but
3: how much
2: of the arable land and water like, got contaminated by stuff?
3: Um, Germany's a shithole. Um, okay, so just like today. <laughs> no change no change i forget which direction going out of seattle is basically a death trap but there is one direction you can go going out of seattle it's also yeah there's
0: there's a few irradiated zones but they happened a while ago and remember like chernobyl the area around chernobyl is arable now like they are growing wheat there turning it into vodka and selling it and it's apparently safe to drink
2: According to the Russians?
0: I mean, I see no reason that our good, close friends, the Russians, would ever lie to us, so...
3: It would be yeah. the Ukrainians or the Belarusians, and the Ukrainians fucking hate Russians.
2: Wait, 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 I thought, I thought Russia took over, is slowly invading Ukraine inch by inch. They are. <laughs> Literally inch by inch.
0: You know, I'm doing that to my neighbor. I keep trying to move my uh, <laughs> my fence like a quarter of an inch every year, so that I can just slowly take over his entire yard.
3: Oh, yeah. He's very effective. Like, I believe what are they gonna do? that that can actually legally work if they don't yeah, contest they it.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah if, if you, legally,
4: if you uh, maintain it for a certain amount of time, then you can claim it as your property.
0: I like how y'all are telling me this as if I don't know and I don't already have a plan. I am <laughs> taking over my neighborhood. Quarter inch by quarter inch.
4: Yeah, but we're we're just helping you, and
0: yeah, also making one of those sure it's
3: absurd recorded. Things that you know, those listening to this podcast might not think is actually a thing that works, and then it's like, no, actually, what's the way the law is? That would work, but you do have to have dumb neighbors. Also, this is way more effort than it's worth. Don't do this.
0: Well, my fence keeps falling down, so every time I rebuild it, just
4: rebuild it an inch <laughs> their way.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, you should shoot
4: for the fences. Go for a foot. <laughs>
2: Just go, just take half the yard at a time.
3: Farming. <laughs> yeah, farming. So the majority of the land should be arable, although the wildlife in six world that kind of moves into areas like that is apparently hilariously hyper lethal. Yeah. Like to the extent of having squirrels that, oh, hey, the, the area around us is just fine. But if you spend too long in the vicinity of this squirrel, you're going to have all the cancer.
4: that, That just further reinforces the idea that they probably farm indoors, not outdoors, right?
3: Yeah, so basically the conduct would probably be, all right. we need to have more land for increased demand of food supplies. We're going to go in, defoliate, torch and burn this entire section of land that is within our national borders, but we haven't yet utilized. Oh, whoops, we got some squatters in the middle of that. Oh, well. Throw up a new tower. And fill it with stacks and stacks of hydroponics. Most of which is probably going to be soy, because soy can be processed into almost every single thing they need.
0: And more importantly, it can stay as a paste, which you get at a Suffer Shack with some flavor packets.
3: Mm -hmm. And then you shove that into your processor of varying qualities, and it can make that into something that is almost like real food, except it is still a soy product. What's funny is the last time I actually read about this in Shadowrun, even Shadowrun points out that actually, no, just living off of soy is a bad idea. It does cause hormonal problems.
0: Well, I mean, just eating one of anything is not a good idea.
3: Well, yeah, but Soy's Soy's pretty
0: good for you, but you still there, need vitamins to go myth along that with that.
3: You it. can just survive off of soy, and it's like it's sort of, but not really.
0: No, you need um, you need that tasty wheat like stuff they had in the Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. But in the lore, they actually still say that you can get real food. So you can have like a real potato. So they still have some kind of farms. Damian Knight is probably eating a lot of real food on a pretty regular basis because he owns a mega corporation. John yeah. Spinrad is probably enjoying real meat and real vegetables. On
3: but this is like the top one percent of one percent. Yeah,
0: but my point is, they still have to have enough farms to support those kind of
3: peoples and yes they're probably all automated there's probably not a whole lot of you know individuals doing it i'm wondering how much of the real meat is coming from an animal versus hey we've got some cell cultures that we've got going between a couple of slides and we just extrude a steak every once in a while
0: if they can do it for human flesh like you know vat growing you a new kidney that has extra bonuses yeah i don't see why they wouldn't
2: grow me a tenderloin yeah Dude, you could have. Oh my god, you could do that at home too.
0: Yeah, perfectly marbled fillets every night.
2: You think they sell something like that, like a like take-home pack of grow-your-own tenderloin, grow-your-own pot roast?
3: That seems like the kind of thing that should exist. It shouldn't work very well, but it also seems like the thing that should exist in setting. And I'm a little disappointed I haven't seen anything about it.
0: Remember, it's a dystopia, so if it sounds good, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, that sounds fucking disgusting to me that that sounds like it would, ter- it would be a really good way to turn yourself off of meat.
0: Oh, I am. I am a meat eater. I love I love eating steak and bacon and pick an animal and I will probably at least try it. I've tried ostrich. I've tried alligator. I've tried kangaroo. They're all delicious in their own way. And every now and then I do feel a little bit bad about the fact that some animal had to die to feed me. And then at the same time, I feel super powerful because that animal had to die to feed me. And I am clearly a god.
2: Hey, if they wanted to live, they should have gotten a job.
0: Look, if they had opposable thumbs at least, or did something cute. Like, we don't eat otters because they're cute.
2: Yeah, we don't eat otters.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've never eaten an otter. Although I guess... A lot of people think kangaroos are cute, and I definitely have eaten them, and they are delicious.
2: Oh, they are not cute. They will kill you.
0: In cartoons, they're cute.
2: Yeah, okay, in cartoons.
0: Are <laughs> Jupiter, you've gone silent.
1: No, I'm just letting you all talk.
0: Yeah, we want you to interject. You had you had farming thoughts. You you picked I this did, topic. I did, and
1: then it keeps getting derailed to meat talks and growing meat, and that's not farming. That's <laughs> farming. So until you guys want to get back is. on track. And start talking about farming.
0: It's farm adjacent. A lot it's of farms farm adjacent. have adjacent. <laughs> a lot of farms have like a chicken coop.
2: <laughs> I assume we're talking about all food production, though,
1: and not just vegetables. Are we talking all food production then?
3: Also, do you guys think that they uh, they actually grow from seed in their little hydroponics bins, or do you think they just reuse cuttings to start new plants, like they do with bananas now?
0: Based on the fact that it's a dystopia, I would assume that at some point there's going to be some other virus that comes and wipes out, like, the the one monoculture of soy, and there's going to be a, a worldwide famine.
3: Yeah, that's exactly why I was bringing it up, because it seems like the kind of stupid thing that they would try to do in setting, and then that's the, also the... Yeah, anyone could have told you that's going to happen, but it also seems like the kind of disaster that they would like for a campaign idea.
0: Well, we can do it, because we're not...
3: We're not following <laughs> Metaplot anymore. And this is why we bring things like this up and have a long conversation about it.
1: But, I mean, we're engineering food now. So, what do you think we're going to be engineering in the future? What, I think we're
3: going to be engineering after we have two major crashes of all of our information networks and loss of all digital information? So, I reject that we lose all Yeah, we don't lose
1: everything. We lose a lot of it.
0: Like, anything connected to the internet would die. But, like, anything you have on, like, a thumb drive is probably okay. Your individual backups backups and stuff are probably okay. So, like, I think you still can watch old movies from the 20th century. Like, there's, like, most characters have, a lot of characters in setting have, like, 20th century movie knowledge or music knowledge. So, some of that stuff survived. So, I, and I think a lot of farming knowledge is probably... You know, at least your average farmer knows a lot about seeds and how to, you know, do things. So they could reboot a lot of that real quick, even if they lost it. Tell
3: that to the local farmers.
1: If I'm a biochemist and I I do all this work and I do these successful tests, and all of a sudden everything crashes on the computer, my brain didn't go away. paid everything again. It's not like that knowledge goes out of the person. I mean, we can. Unless still they also die
0: of virus. Unless they also
1: die of virus, but. You know what I mean? Like, there would still be knowledge. Mm -hmm. Tribal, which is a terrible word I have to use now, apparently.
0: To your point about genetically engineering things, like, if you eat a store-bought tomato versus an heirloom tomato that you grew in your garden, one of them tastes amazing, and the other one can sit on your shelf for months and look just like the stereotypical tomato until all of a sudden it just disintegrates. But it won't taste like the real thing, which I don't know if you've never had a real tomato, but they don't taste like those. I think you're absolutely right. Like A lot of the food has been bioengineered to have a longer shelf life, and it's harder to bruise in shipping. It can handle temperature swings a lot better. And all of this stuff, as part of that, it loses all of its taste and a lot of its nutrients, which sounds so sad.
3: Well, with most things, because at the same time, I think I used to have an apple tree. The apples were rotting before they finished growing. Mm Mm-hmm. There there was no period of the apple is done and you can eat it. Yeah, you pull it off the
0: tree before it's fully grown. You got to eat them while they're young, like with everything. Phrasing? (laughs) But at the same time, any, any decent food that I think is good in the sixth world has probably, like the Cavendish banana has gotten a fungus that has wiped it out and what was the previous banana variety called the the one that like if you eat something that is banana flavored it doesn't taste like bananas because it tastes like the old bananas that none of us can can have anymore
3: i think they were plantain bananas or something
0: whatever they were like if you eat like literally anything that is banana flavored it doesn't taste like
3: like the banana flavored runts
0: Yes, exactly. They do not taste like bananas that we t- eat now because they are they taste like the bananas that we used to eat that were more f- banana flavored. And I think there's a lot of that probably that's going to happen in the sixth world. You eat a potato and any of the, like, potatoes aren't a particularly nutrient-rich food. They're starchy and they give you a lot of energy, but you can't survive on them. But they are delicious, especially with a ton of bacon bits and cheese.
3: It reminds me, uh, there was another Shadowrun group that I tried to play with briefly uh, prior to finding this one.
0: They were worse than us? (laughs) Uh, Dramatically.
3: (laughs) One of the things that happened there was, okay, the job is, this person has this new synthetic food type thing coming up. Uh, You need to sabotage it. Okay. We need some way of making it look like there's a fungus. And we just introduce it to the supply before the FDA shows up. And it's like we had an entire mission run uh, around this whole concept. So yeah, it seems like it's the kind of thing where you could easily have conflicts come up because, oh, hey, there's fungal blooms happening in these facilities. What is the common factor that could have gotten them all contaminated? Is this corporate sabotage? Is this just a natural pandemic? These are things one could explore. With shadow run
1: settings
0: so without a net did a shadow run against a a food thing
1: Bird at acres it was uh, insects though
0: Shh, spoiler alert
1: i know i'm gonna spoil it all
3: okay so introducing insects or it turns out that all the supply was insect
0: you'll just have to listen, to find, have to, listen to find out to find out it's only like 80 episodes into the,
1: yeah. the show it's 80 episodes in you can make it
0: that is something that, that people do. You know, you've somebody comes up with a new genetically modified
3: mm-hmm.
0: black bean that is not just a starchy, protein-rich source of sustenance. It also has vitamin C or whatever. And other ones either try to steal the recipe or sabotage the recipe so that they cannot get a leg up in the farming space. Because despite what we've made fun of about farming, you know, it is a very lucrative Thing done at scale, and someone's got to do it. Got to do what you got to do, and feeding humanity, I think, is kind of an important job.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how you feel about humanity.
0: Oh, I think we had a good run. I think it's about time for us to uh, let the dolphins take over.
1: <laughs> but no, I think contaminating a, a food supply or stealing genetically altered seeds from a corporation as corporate espionage would be a good run. I don't see it very often. I don't think people think of farming because most games take place in Seattle and they don't think of farming.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't think of logistics in general.
1: Mm-mm.
0: That's why we're talking about it because no one's done it.
1: If you consider farms aren't like big open fields in the Midwest, they're now containers inside buildings, then you can put it in Seattle and do that run or at least R&D you know, offices in Seattle and do that run.
0: I think they would still have fields that are mm-hmm. doing stuff. You know, the the world is dystopian, but they still have people that would be willing to stand guard. And, you know, they've got automated defenses. So if wild hogs come and try to destroy your farm, you could have, you know, drones out there protecting it. So I, I feel like there would still be large farms. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we talk about uh, sabotaging a farming system being a good run. Like, even now... If you buy seeds from Monsanto, you can spray them with Roundup and they don't die, but you're not allowed to use the seeds from those to plant the next year, so you have to buy new seeds from
3: mm-hmm.
0: the, the big people. Even now, I think we're already seeing some of the stuff that's kind of leading to that dystopian farming future,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is exciting because uh, that company goes under and all of a sudden no one knows how to plant seeds and none of the seeds are viable. That being said, I am all for genetically modifying food. I want my food to be better. I want it to be tastier. I want it to last longer. I want all the things right now. Mm -hmm. So none of you Shadowrunners attack my food supply or I'll be mad.
3: You just gave me the terrifying idea earlier of uh, the Shadowrunner group is being hired to protect a small time farm that is you know it's like oh hey this is independently owned it's its own little building it's kind of out in the sticks they're hiring shadow runners because they need some form of protection because the mercenaries got fucked up by the awakened hog that's been attacking look hogs today
0: are mean as hell
3: yeah mm-hmm. i know what an awakened hog would be like okay okay you know what we'll just take the dragon threat yeah
0: they, they'd have like spines growing out of their back and razorbacks. Uh, Yeah, we're going to take that to a literal literal extreme. (laughs)
3: Maybe they can fling their barbs just because hogs aren't terrifying enough on their own. People don't realize that hogs and wild pigs are scary as hell.
0: Well, now your team's going to meet one.
3: I'm sorry, guys.
0: (laughs) It's all your fault. I would assume if there are containers full of hydroponic or even dirt with grow lamps or whatever they would have drones that would till the soil and plant the things and and do all that stuff. I assume riggers would not be driving those. They would be, just be working on dog brain. That also seems like a pretty good way to take out a farming system, attack attack the the means of, you know, maintaining the the food and the like all the watering and all that, whatever goes the into logistics farming. of the logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so that would be another good place to kind of plug in a, you know, like um, the the attack we did on Iran's nuclear thing, where we we made their centrifuges spin at like a thousand RPM more than they were designed to do, and just over time, like they all broke. Like I could see someone doing something sneaky like that to a hydroponics, arcology.
2: Oh, and it wipes out every single one because it gets out and starts spreading like stucks next to it? The...
0: Yeah. So, like, you program, like, the drones to go an extra six inches past where they're supposed to, so they're, like, running into walls and damaging themselves. But they only do it for, like, every other drone. So you don't really notice it until, like, all of your drones are knocked offline. And now your food is is growing without water or without being weeded or it's not getting plucked at the right time. I could see a famine happening with that when when that virus gets out into you know, it it attacks all of the arcologies at once.
2: Or gets out and starts messing with like drones that do other things. So like loader drones and all this other stuff starts crashing.
0: Medical drones or Oh god. (laughs) Yep, it's gonna go six inches. Password's supposed to stop cutting you.
3: (laughs) Hopefully it's not a circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a even sub job idea of, hey, guess what? We don't know why all these drones are suddenly killing people. Legal investigation is taking too damn long. Uh, here's some illegal investigation. Find out uh who is targeting all these health clinics. And then you go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole and find out that, oh.
0: It has nothing to do with health.
3: Yeah. <laughs> But that, that seems like a shadow run plot. It just turns out it was one lone farmer
2: trying to screw over his neighbor. <laughs> just trying to screw over one person and destroys the whole world.
0: So I feel like this is the way the mega corporations want it though, where the food supply is always on the brink, and things can go kind of downhill super fast. They can come up with some new innovation that only their mega corporation can do. That would allow them to eke out some more profit because they own a monopoly on successfully being able to grow carrots or soy or whatever it is,
2: or parsnips.
0: Ugh, nobody's growing parsnips in the future. That's a, that's a <laughs> dead end.
2: That is a luxury item.
0: They're like the the June bug of food. They're just useless. <laughs> hey,
2: you can grind <laughs> up completely <June> unnecessary.
0: Bugs. <laughs> like they just fly in the lights and they're dumb
3: even as somebody who, in fact, likes bugs and certain species of beetle that fly around in the summer, fuck June bugs They're useless. They're so dumb. Hey, they procreate. Like, May beetles are a lot better. They at least look cool.
2: Okay, so getting back to what you were saying, would there be, like, black market food growing? Would you have, under the table, like, they're in the sewer growing vats and stuff?
0: Even now, if you live in New York, you could have a little miniature garden where you're, like, growing an oregano plant next to some, like tomato, uh, like a, you have your own little vine of tomato for you to have some some fresh stuff. It's just out on your your little fire escape thing. So I would imagine some people would do that, and maybe some of them have a you know medium lifestyle, and they may have a tiny little backyard, and they've got several pots of of different things, and you know they probably could sell those to their neighbors or trade them for goods. If you haven't had a tomato in 10 years, what would tasting one of those be worth to you? I think it would be kind of good.
1: So, we have like farmer markets now, right? Where people grow stuff and then go out and try to sell it, like whatever. I would think in the future, if corporations were as big and really trying to have a foothold and control that, that whole controlling the flow of food, how much is produced, kind of keep them starving kind of a thing, then I still think we would probably have those farmer markets that would kind of exist underground. Mm -hmm. I I could see that happening, but are you really going to buy it from them? Who knows where they're growing it? Maybe it's got, you know, maybe it's radiation. I mean, just cause that nice old lady is selling honey. How do we know she's not an insect spirit?
4: Yeah. More than likely she is an insect spirit. (laughs) That's how she's producing it so easily.
1: Exactly. See what it actually
3: is, is a mage of some variety who's growing a plant, With a special thing cast upon it that you eat it and you want to come back and pay extra for the next one.
2: That's called MSG.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think a soda company tried that uh, early on in their history. Oh, you
3: mean putting cocaine Uh in Coke?
4: (laughs) Worked great.
2: And they still use coca leaves.
4: Sounds like a good weight loss program
0: at least. I could put meth in it next time. And cat would not be sick if we gave her meth
4: laced
2: coke, <laughs> methacola,
4: <laughs> meth laced coke. That just sounds like a that sounds like Novacoke. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and now we know the origin of that. <laughs> Next time on Burning Edge.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I could see uh, you've got a fixer, and you're asking for things. And most of us in Shadowrun are always asking for things to help us with a job. But I could totally see there being fixers that specialize in oh, you haven't had Swiss chard in how many years? Well, I got a guy. It's going to cost you, but it's it's the rainbow variety of Swiss chard. It's organically grown. I stand by him. You know, it'll be 500 yen for a meal.
4: I mean, isn't that the, the basis for the dystopian sci-fi future of Shadowrun is everything is like excessive? Yeah. So something like that where you think of we talked about, you know, we're talking a lot about, like, plants and food that's grown from the ground, but the cattle, right? Like, even even now, there's a beef that's very sought after called Wagyu, and that's mm-hmm. really, really expensive for a very small amount. Think of that 80 years in the future. This cut of meat was descended from, you know, whatever line of this uh, Scottish Highland Steer that is prized because it's both magical and delicious. <laughs> I don't know, but but yeah, it's, it's the same concept as anything else that, like you said, the fixer would get you in Shadowrun. It's that mm-hmm. very rare thing that you're after, or the thing that you need, right? the The MacGuffin or the red herring that you need. And sure, why why couldn't that be mm-hmm. a part of Shadowrun? I mean, obviously, nobody ever explores that, but.
0: Well, like a, a New York strip steak is super expensive in Shadowrun if you want a real one. But if you want it to be a Kobe mm-hmm. beef, it's that's uh, an order of magnitude more expensive now. How much more expensive would it be in 2080? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The normal Kobe beef is an order of magnitude more expensive. So, like, if you want a burger in Shadowrun, it's 5 bucks for a soy burger. Well, we pay 5 bucks for a burger now. It's probably
4: a soy burger anyway. No, I'm
0: I, I eat good stuff.
4: <laughs> no, I you're right. Five bucks, yeah, you're getting you're getting mostly like eighty percent real beef, right?
3: <laughs> I think the margin would actually shrink between the high quality and then the it's just beef beef. Because you're gonna get to a certain point where with the exception of the stupid rich, and I don't mean as an in incredibly rich, I mean as in stupid people who happen to be rich. They're not going to throw away money on that when there's literally no way to discern the status symbol of it except one guy saying it. So I uh, don't know if I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I don't no, agree I with
1: don't, that. I
4: don't
3: either.
1: At all, no. Yeah, caviar
4: The ultra rich already oh, do that. caviar's the, so good, though. Yeah, so they eat weird foods just because they can afford it when other people can't.
1: Exactly.
0: If you look at how the... Delta between your average person and the ultra-rich has grown over the last 20 years, and extrapolate that to the future. The top 1% are going to own like 99% of all assets on the planet in 2080. Like right now, the the top one owns more than like the bottom what 40% of humanity. I think that's going to continue to grow. So that the Johnny Spinrads and the Damien Knights and Richard Villiers. All of those people will have the lion's share of all money. So when they decide to go eat, why wouldn't they have an actual top-of-the-line cow? And yes, it's going to be even more expensive because there's only a few people willing to keep that stupid animal alive and keep it in good shape so that it can be processed and blah, blah, blah. And there's going to be a lot of waste because they're not going to sell it because there's only so many rich people. And if they're not feeling like beef for this week, then that's going to go to waste. But the people who have that sort of money and have those sort of proclivities will have even more money and be willing to throw it around because why not? Like, what else are they going to do with it? They already own the planet. The entire world. Uh, so is- so
3: it's, it's the problem of. The person is more or less infinitely rich, but uh, one person cannot buy infinitely many things. Yeah. Like, even if they were inclined, there's just not enough time in a day for them to go around buying all the shit. No, so
0: the things that they don't buy will be considered waste, but if you own a a Wagyu herd and you are caring for them and you slaughter one every month, and let's say that all of the cuts of that can last for, for a month, before going bad. And I don't know how long beef actually lasts before it goes bad. I assume you can freeze it and you gotta dry age it and all that stuff. Th- but just for the sake of argument, say you have to kill one every month and you know it's gonna cost you X amount to grow this thing and you're gonna lose 95% of this cow that you slaughter. But you know that you're gonna sell one cut of a filet from this cow and you can sell it for 15,000 Yen, and it Costs you 10,000 new yen to grow, to raise the cow up to a slaughterable level, like you're still going to make 5,000 new yen on that cow. So, like, there's going to be someone who's willing to, to do that and sell it at that premium price, knowing that, you know, there's going to be some rich jerk that's going to buy it. So, I, I think that there is still a market for that sort of thing. And it's like that's one of the things I, I really like about the Shadowrun thing is like when you go to meet a Johnson, you usually go to a place that you can't afford. And they buy you something that you can't afford to eat. So it's one of the reasons I like to have meetings in restaurants is so that you can order something that your character has no
4: business ever actually putting in their mouth because they're never going to be that rich. I, I always thought it was like a last meal type of thing because like, you know, the Johnson's gonna screw you over. So this is like, there, I'm going to get one that. good last meal right before yeah. I potentially die. I'm going to take it to this Johnson before he slaughters me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's what I always thought it was.
3: I like how the two of you saying these statements suddenly puts every meal setting I've had with a Johnson and a Shatterum group into a new light. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I completely missed that interpretation. Holy shit, a lot makes a lot more. No, sense. He's, he's not buttering you up and just
0: trying to get a better price out of you. He's um either fattening you up for the slaughter like a you know, fattened calf, or he's rubbing your face on the you. fact that he's fucking rich and can
4: can buy a bunch of shlubs right. off the street some good food. Socially that really says a lot, right? Like
3: the I've fact never that put that detail together. The
4: Johnson is looking at you as yeah, just the schlub off the street that like he's like, Yeah, whatever, I'm gonna spend twenty thousand new on this on this dinner but i'm only going to pay them five thousand for this job and i'm I'm going to make i'm (laughs) going to make seventy five thousand off of it right yeah so the profit margin is there (laughs) right the numbers are in his favor
3: (laughs) so so what you're saying is we're in the position of the people who get like blood diamonds or anything like that where somebody else makes money off of what we do we don't make money off of it right
4: yeah exactly yeah, when we get a good price from the Johnson and, like, paying us a lot, we're like, yes, we got it. You know, we stuck it to him. We we really uh, talked him out of his money today, and he's like, whatever. Like, I was, you know, it's still just pennies.
0: Either I'm going to make so much more off this job and I'm still going to pay you, or I'm going to make less than I'm going to pay you because I have no interest in paying you. Right. So either way, he's still, like, his profit margin is still there. Mm-hmm. But I, I always look at uh, I, I always look at the the restaurant as an interesting place to have these sorts of things, so that you can kind of give some flavor to the world, so to speak, and talk about some of these food things. Because I, I think I think we all agree that the lore of Shadowrun is amazing, and like the the setting is great, even if we disagree with the rules or the meta plot or the editing, Argo bargle, or anything like that.
4: Wait, there's editing.
0: <laughs> Allegedly, they edited at least one edition. <laughs>
4: just not all at the same time. Right? No. Like it was <laughs> like, a little bit here and a little bit there.
0: Look, most of the uh the
4: intro fiction pieces are very well edited. <laughs> no, all of the fiction, like everything, any of the Chatteron novels and stuff like pretty pretty good for you know a very not niche mass market. market. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not your, you know, cheesy, you know, romance novels that sell 10 million copies to whatever, but like the fiction itself, like the the writer, the writers that they hire and the you know, the creative uh minds that put these stories into fiction, like are great. Or the the people who edit them actually care. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, when you're doing a novel, I would hope they care.
3: I now have this terrifying mental image of Shadowrun rising to mainstream popularity because somebody writes a trashy romance novel set in Shadowrun.
0: Oh, some some hot Harlequin on <laughs> has to be Did it. action. <laughs> oh.
1: Did it with a friend? Yeah.
0: Oh, like on purpose?
1: Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh
0: no! <laughs> I want to read this. <laughs> no so <do> way! I. <laughs> nope. Uh uh-uh.
1: No way! No way! No way!
0: So Jupiter just put a uh, a link in <laughs> channel about the most expensive auctions, and some of them got me thinking, like. Right now, truffles are super expensive, Mm -hmm. and there was one that went for $330,000 of whatever year this was,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and like, truffles are, uh, so it was a 3.3 pound truffle. Jeez.
1: Yeah.
0: And the reason truffles are so expensive is we can't mass grow them. Like, they pretty much only grow out in the wild.
3: Uh, so a lot like morels, which apparently grow yes. on fucking mm-hmm. magic systems, because <laughs> I, I think we've basically isolated everything about what a morel is, and we still mm-hmm. can't grow them and can't, in captivity. <laughs> no, no truffles okay. and
4: morels are very, very, very similar. Yeah. The the best one on this list is the Harambe-shaped cheetah. Right?
1: <laughs> the Cheeto! <laughs> It's a Cheeto
4: for $99,000. Well,
1: and I posted this because Quar is like, oh, people are, you know, only stup- stupid rich would pay. They're not going to do that in the future. Yeah, people are going to remain having money <laughs> and will spend their money on stupid shit 1. like
0: point9 million for a bottle of scotch.
1: Which, I don't argue with that. But... <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's Szechuan sauce 15,000 for this stupid little container of Szechuan give me a break.
4: Wait, well, for a Rick and Morty bit. Wait, yeah,
1: for a Rick pa- and Morty bit.
4: Pair of melons for $45,000. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fortune cookie. Oh my 17, god. 17,000 a fortune cookie. The caviar though, did you read the caviar vodka and caviar?
4: Well, oh, it's Cannes Film Festival, of course. Come
1: on. But I mean the 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 vodka Filtered through diamonds. It contains a diamond filter in the bottle. shut up. That diamond's right. not doing shit. You're just getting it wet with vodka.
0: No, carbon filtering is a thing. And that's it's like the
1: ultimate diamond, carbon. But- <laughs> it is the ultimate carbon, but come on. <laughs> it's not filtering it. It's just uh but if I had if I was stupid rich, ah, uh, I'd drop money on this stuff. Yeah. So this is a one time only experience and that's what people are buying. So if you do a Shadowrun run run where somebody goes and gets a food item that, you know, like a truffle, there's a truffle farmer somewhere and he's, you know, making bank.
0: Or better yet, you steal his truffle pig.
1: Oh, you steal his truffle pig. You sabotage his truffle pig. So maybe he's not finding truffles anymore.
0: You give him COVID so he can't smell. So oh, then no. your
1: truffle farm goes up, in because now it's, you know, the other ones, uh, lower priest there's a lot of weird food things you can do Yeah. in Shadowrun that I don't think people, they just use it as, you know, flavor. The whole, oh, you're going to go to the stuffer shack, what are you going to get? And it's that, But you can do so many great food runs.
4: Right. Like, ima- imagine any one of those bottles of alcohol, that it's the last in existence, and some rich dude just wants it, so he pays a bunch of runners to mm-hmm. go get it for him
0: like they didn't have um, they there was a bottle of wine found in uh, Thomas Jefferson's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That went for a huge amount. Oh, maybe that was a bottle of wine. No, that's Burgundy. Um, well, I guess it could have been a French wine that was found in his house. Anyway, someone paid a ton of money for that, and everyone says wine goes gets better with age, but no, like that only goes to a point. Yeah, <laughs> it is very true. I think the shadowrun food thing can definitely be interesting like i know we started talking about farming and we've kind of mm-hmm. gone off the rails as only burning edge can do <laughs> <laughs> like, we started with farming we ended up with harambe shaped cheetos <laughs> yeah but we're still talking about food so <laughs> that's not a food no one's gonna eat that I mean, okay that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be in like an argon filled little
4: glass right. case right but we're talking about food as a plot hook for a run Right. Like that's that's the whole point of looking at some of these ridiculously priced things that are clearly just all about excess. Mm -hmm. People
0: in Shadowrun will have excess and will use it just to just like they do now, where certain heads of state like to cover everything around them in gold so that they look they think it makes him look rich. But we all know that he, he just looks trashy and everything he touches dies those types of people aren't gonna go away. They're going to keep spending stupid amounts of money. They're just going to get more rich compared to your average person. I think this is gonna get even more crazy where you see someone like 99% of humanity hasn't had asparagus in 30 years. Well, I found an asparagus seed. Like I I sent a, a crack team up to the flooded the seed vault in wherever it is and had them break in, and all they were able to save is this, and I grew some asparagus, and I ate it. And it is literally the last asparagus that the world is ever going to see, because those were the last seeds on the planet. And I grew them, and rather than harvest the seeds and grow some more asparagus to make stinky pee, I ate them, so I'm the last person that will ever have asparagus stinky pee. Suck it, world. Someone will do that, because they're assholes.
3: Oh, I mean, that somebody would be named Philip J. Fry, right? (laughs)
0: Uh, I was thinking about a tin of... Uh, anchovies. Anchovies, yeah.
3: <laughs> Which I have six of those downstairs to put on pizza. Oh, so good. Wait, you're the other
0: person on the planet that likes anchovies on pizza? I
1: love anchovies on pizza. Oh my oh god.
0: god. What Three is wrong with, with you people? Contest.
1: It's delicious.
0: And we know cat would like it because cats love
3: fish.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there a food run JB wouldn't do?
3: Uh, sabotaging food, I would think.
1: Yeah, that's just It depends. Not. That's, that's what not What
3: if it's the food he hates? I mean, does he whoa,
1: hate food? What? Like,
2: what food is that? Parsnips.
1: I don't know. That's what I'm
2: at yeah, The <laughs> one thing he hates. That's why he won't go to that Italian restaurant. That's their specialty.
3: I, I think JB would hate durian because as soon as you <laughs> eat a single bite, you can't taste anything because it, it overloads your uh, olfactory sensors. That's the one that smells like rotting flesh, right?
2: Yeah, that. He doesn't like it because it overwhelms his scent.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's not the taste that does it.
2: No, he wants people (laughs) to know he's around.
3: I don't know what people have described Durian as smelling like. I remember it's described as stink. You can't take it on an airplane or a
2: bus. That's what I know about it.
1: (laughs) I would like an organization of Karen's to go on a uh, campaign to put an end to fast food because of uh, it's bad. For uh, all the children, all the metatype children. Think of the children. Think of the children. Think of the Orc children. Yeah, and then we'll see what JB does to them.
3: Apparently <laughs> durians smell like feet.
1: Gross. Of course, Fritos smell like feet to me. Fritos the are gross.
0: nacho cheese Doritos, like the compound that makes them smell and taste like nacho cheese, is identical to one that most people produce with their smelly feet. Yeah. Little known fact.
2: That explains foot fetish.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, nothing That's explains weird. foot fetish.
1: <laughs> you say feet, do you, you think stinky feet taste like nacho cheese Doritos?
0: Uh, so I, I read Ugh. something about it and like I have trouble eating them now because I hate feet so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You said foot fetish earlier and I immediately like started retching because feet are so gross to me. Like,
2: So you can't watch a Tarantino movie at all?
1: <laughs>
2: I don't
0: want to kink shame anyone, but that no, is a kink, kink that I just do not
2: get. You don't get how sexy the stubby little... Oh, stop. Dubs. God.
0: Like, oh. <laughs> uh, the Sorry. toe jam and the... Oh! Uh, what do you not wash your and, feet? Oh uh, and all the hair. I, you're and, beautiful. And like, where you you what? stick the syringe needle to avoid anyone oh. seeing that you're doing heroin. No, that,
2: that's your dick. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa,
0: what? Whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Not I spend weird. most of my day trying to keep sharp yep. objects away from my penis. <laughs>
1: How <laughs> often does your penis encounter a sharp object in a day? Every time I do math. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> because I spend most of my day trying to avoid sharp objects around that, I'm I'm operating on like you know, 42 years of no sharp <laughs> objects on my my penus.
2: So you don't you don't use uh you use button flies all the time. Oh. Uh,
0: I, I live in fear of uh, of, of zippers, oh. but yeah, I'm, I'm extra careful ever since seeing something about Mary.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get above... How'd you get the beans above Frank? <laughs> <laughs> Give
1: it a little twist. Really oh. did derail now. Yeah, you we're... Uh, what were we talking
2: about? Feet fetish?
1: You
0: know, <laughs> oh, we were trying not... We, we were supposed to be talking about farming. <laughs>
1: It went from Doritos to feet fetish to penis. Thank
0: God we have an editor. (laughs) Yeah, but your editor's not very good. That's why he's not named on the podcast. The Tops Company Incorporated has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and/or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Incorporated has granted permission to Burning Edge to use such names, logos, artworks, marks, and/or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website and podcast, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Burning Edge in any official capacity whatsoever. Uh, So, Jeff and I already talked a little bit about sins.
2: As a Catholic, I know a lot about them. (laughs) If I eat a chimpanzee, yeah, we don't eat otters.
3: Because you sound like a German girl.
2: (laughs) I'm a little German girl. (laughs)
3: Have we mostly exhausted the topic of farming, do we think? Wow.
1: Somebody's ready to go.
0: Yeah, he's ready to
3: wrap
1: it up. Although, it, it's, not, well, it's not that I think, that I think we're <laughs> ready Enjoy to go. Enjoy being mauled tomorrow by a dog. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Just bring some steaks with you. Just throw it to them. That'll distract them. I tell them they're good boys.
0: Yeah, did you try giving him pets <laughs> on the ears?
1: Yeah, scritches.
3: So, so it's funny because yesterday I also ran into a dog on the job that uh, wouldn't Like with me your alone. car? <laughs> no. You savage. No, I, I, I was out of the car, enumerating an address. In and, a dress? Uh, whoa, whoa.
1: In a dress? <laughs>
3: now we learned something. <laughs> an address.
1: An address, okay.
4: No, he said in a dress. He I heard did it. say
1: I was enumerating a address. Craig? I know. I Craig, I did it. you hear
3: it? English. <laughs> Fucking English.
1: Fucking English.